Oh yeah, the the I don't even know what he said. This feeling is what you want. Oh yeah, this feeling is what you get. Welcome back to Asinine Radio, a weekly podcast where we talk about music and well, that's pretty much it. So uh, let's go. All right, this is Asinine Radio. Rupert, this is the Weekly up. Music Podcast. What? Is that what you said, Rupert, when he barks a lot? Rupert, shut up! <laughs> well, yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Get mad at a dog Rupert. for doing like the fucking one job a dog should be doing. I know. <laughs> we scream at him for it. Dude, Renee does the same thing. I can't stand it. Oh, man. <laughs> All right, this is Asinine Radio. This is the weekly music podcast where every week we get into a different band, different artist. We break down one of the records. We get into the music, lyrics, how it was made, and everything in between. My name is Tyler, and way out there, hundreds of miles away, is Jeff. While you're listening, go to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, give us five stars and five stars only. Please go do that. We really appreciate it. Thank you to all the new listeners. Um, thanks for reaching out. Thank you for following us. It's awesome. And um, I don't know. That's all I got for the boring intro. So. Let's get into uh, what we're doing this week. So, so what what is it, Jeff? We are doing uh, Turnstile in their album Nonstop Feeling. I just realized we're not playing music. We can't play music. So <laughs> that whole lead up. Yeah, so we're not playing music. There too. This whole bit. Yeah. It was just this whole no bit sense. doesn't even apply anymore. So, so yeah, we're doing Turnstile and their record Nonstop Feeling. It's the first record. So, uh, so yeah, I guess let's just kind of talk about our origin story with Turnstile. Um, and so what do you got? Go. Uh, my origin story. This is with, so weird not doing it without with, the song and the lead the, up. It's yeah, it's, it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's fucking dumb. It's like friend of the pod. Skip had said that we're going to spend, you know, 20 minutes talking about a song. Whereas we could spend 20 seconds talking about the song if we could play the song, but now we got to describe yeah. the song in 20 minutes. That's fine. Whatever. People can listen to the album on their own. Um, we can't play music yeah. because we're going to get banned by Spotify. And all yeah, we're going to get taken platforms, off. All these other cucks out there. Those are butt <laughs> wipes. But anyway, my, my, my origin story with Turnstile is, is simple. I, I used to, we used to listen to Punk News Podcast fucking religiously. It was a good podcast. They had a good, for a good like three years we were listening to it. There was a good round yep. of, of guys that were just shit talking, talking about Tom Trauma, punk music, but it wasn't just punk music. Like everyone had that kind of their own, their own thing that they brought to it that everybody else kind of hated. It was just a good, a good hodgepodge of stuff. And the punk news website, it was also a, a good spot to go to, to, to read reviews, to check out new bands. I don't even go there anymore, to be honest. Yeah, I don't either. Um, but that, that's how I found out about Turnstile. I was just scrolling through the Punk New website, and then I saw a bunch of uh, a bunch of kids that looked... <laughs> uh, they're like our age. They were our age. So like when I say kids, they're not like child, children. They were our age. But they were all on top of a roof. Not all of them. And half of them had no shirts. And I was like, damn, they look kind of cool, dude. Like, you look cool with no shirt on, dude. What are you? Who are you? And it was it was turnstile. So like literally, it was just me <laughs> scrolling the punk news website and saw a bunch of people our age with no shirts on, and that is what uh, drew drew me into turnstile. 
and, and a sets, bunch of half naked boys. A man. bunch of half naked boys is what some people like to say, um, <laughs> which is fairly fairly accurate. But uh, again, they are like they were like our age. They were so men. They were men. They Let's were grown ass. They were young men. They were young men. But that is that's what uh, that's what drew me man. into it. And that was shortly after. I think that was shortly after Nonstop Feeling was released. That's why the that's why it was the whole, like right after the article was was taken. And that's that's what drew me in. And honestly, it's been oh man, it's been great times ever since. Yeah, yeah. My my origin story was was also through uh, through Punk News. Um, and we actually did we actually did nonstop feeling uh, on the podcast like probably maybe our sixth or seventh episode of the podcast ever a long long lost episode never to be heard again and uh, and Jeff also you know he told his origin story back then and you know Tammy girlfriend of the pod she uh, she actually listened to that episode because she loves Turnstile and she said that was the first thing that she she heard and she just she still talks about it to this day she said she still makes fun of you that you you got into turnstile <laughs> because it's because you like that it was, it was a group of young men shirtless young men because it sounds and so fucking still, weird and gross it sounds eh? so like, stupid it was so a good dumb. picture it was a good promo pick man they I were on top exactly of a roof and on like, top of a roof yeah the bass player was kind of squatting down i think Bra- i think brandon was in the forefront with just a shirt like <laughs> doing like hardcore stance right like flexing the the front <sighs> oh, arms man. going forwards and it was just a good promo pick <laughs> fuck like fucking seven years later and tammy is still <laughs> she still teases you about it she still brings it up to it's me good. it's good Oh, it's so good. She'll bring it up to me too when I tell her that we're doing turnstile. She'll bring it up. She's like, "Did you talk about how you got how Jeff found out about him?" Of course. So that's what she'll say. Of course. Yep. Got to talk. Got to talk I, about I don't the care. this young man. It, that weird. That weird thing that happened at that one time. <laughs> it has now brought us here, and we. we but it's not is, weird. It's a little it's bit weird. weird. It's a little bit weird. <laughs> it's a little bit weird. Any like because it's weird because any other fucking band I would have made fun of. Like, come on, dude, that's a generic, and it really is a generic promo pick. It really, yeah, it kind of is. Like, there's nothing just unique stand, about that. Yeah. There's nothing but, unique about this band. I don't. Oh, the, the visually speaking, yeah, visually, at the time. Yeah. But you know, once you hear that, once you hear this record, that first snare hit in, or you hear the 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 scratching, the 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 the, the talking, and then the the first like reverb snare hit, you're like, dude, I'm in. I'm fucking in. Yeah. And it just it never it never lets up. This entire record never ever lets up. It's a quite the journey. There are some moments that aren't nearly as hardcore as you'd expect, but it's it's welcomed. There's a couple instrumentals. There's one like pop song, but it's perfect. You need you need these breaks in the kind of intensity of the record, but it's still not an intense record. It's it's something special. This record is something special. So that's kind of my origin story, and also my my first impression. So kind of what, what what's your first impression on Nonstop Feeling? I, I agree. I, I think this this record is sequenced fantastically. I think um, in the aspect and this in the parts that I think they could have done better, I think it fits here because this record is very it's very stripped down. It is very hardcore punk sounding, but you can tell these guys again they're they're only a couple years younger than us. So all of our influences growing up are kind of their influences growing up. And you can read interviews mm-hmm. and things where everybody in this band is like, yeah, my inter- my influences are this, this, and this. My mom listened to this and this and this. Same fucking story we have. So all of the sounds that we're hearing here is as if like we were in a band that was this good. This is the music we would be writing because 
we like this type of music, but we also yeah. have influences that we're not afraid to wear. And I think like like the biggest takeaway this week is this band is not afraid to show their influence. And I at love all. it. I fucking love it. It's great because it's like they they do the hardcore thing, I would say perfectly. Absolutely perfectly. But the combination of Red Hot Chili Peppers, Jane's Addiction, Pantera, um, Rage Against the, the Machine. Machine, you know, it's just the combination of those, which are within our generation, you know, are so influential, so goddamn influential. No matter what you think of like the Chili Peppers, they're influential and everybody loves some of their songs. You can't deny it. Um, they just have some amazing songs, amazing records too. And you hear it on portions of this record. But really, to me, I hear the most Pantera, Rage, and Faith No More. That's what I hear the most. Outside of the normal hardcore stuff, those are the three bands that I hear the most combined into this record. And I, it's it's a great combo. Honestly, a great early new metal combo. It's, fa- fucking, it's fantastic. I love it. Yeah. I, 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 I So like if I had to choose three things, I think Rage chili peppers and then no one specific but when we dove into like the grunge season and we realized that Soundgarden had some really fucking crazy heavy like alt metal punk shit in the early days mud honey yeah. same thing i hear that sound a lot okay. in this album i could hear that but rage for sure dude anthony Kiedis specifically specifically <laughs> yeah <laughs> It's fucking great, man. This album is is fantastic. Uh, so, do we have any stinkers on this one? No, no. Okay, no. I, I have none. Uh, how, how many bangers do you have? Uh, I think I have all. So I've I think I've yeah I've nine, I have nine bangers. I have three songs that I think are okay. Okay, I mean you should have twelve, but you know we'll get through this. Um, what are the songs that are not bangers for you? I guess starting from the top, "Bad Wave." Bad Wave is my first okay song. Uh huh. Do you want to do you want to get into it? I, I just, I, no, I just want to know what. So we don't have to. So we won't have to talk about them unless okay. one of them is just like an absolute banger for me. Okay. Which Bad, Bad Wave is my number ten. Bad Wave, bring it back. Okay, that's my eleven. So then, there we go. And then addicted. Addicted is my number six. So we don't have to get into that. Okay. But okay, okay, so then let's start with. Oh, their be- their fucking think- their best song is on this album. The bet like 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 much in the same way as like, hey, what is Black Sabbath about? Give me one fucking song by Black Sabbath to to in- encompass all of their sound. And we talked about yeah, give them Black Sabbath, Black Sabbath from Black Sabbath. That is a that is a song that that is going to give you all that you need from Black Sabbath. Correct. The song and Gravity. Is, is okay, from, I was gonna say phased out. <laughs> I was gonna I, say that's the song, but did Gravity is their best song? Gravity is the this is it. This is Turnstile at its core. This is Turnstile at its most uh, at its most experimental. But they don't even realize how experimental it is. Yeah. So um, Gravity is my four B. I I do absolutely love this song, and I'm, we're also gonna preface this by saying that you know this album is it's gonna be hard speaking negatively about any of the songs on this record because they're all fucking amazing songs they really are even the ones that you didn't list as bangers are fucking amazing you only didn't list them as bangers because because i had to i, I was i was trying to be so negative yeah, i really was because i'm like i don't want to come it's in so here and be like oh fucking oh yeah this everything's great even though it really fucking is it's, like, I, was, I, I was i was i was yeah. just trying to be negative honestly that's it that's it 
They're all bangers. Honestly, phase out. So, phase out's my three B. That's your three. That's my. It's actually my two B. But I feel like phased out is the song that that represents this band, especially on this record. It represents the band the best. It has the. It has the most of what you hear on time and space, and it still keeps with some of the, the kind of poppy sensibilities of of um, glow on. But there's one so, thing. There's one thing that separates phased out from gravity. And it's it's that dumb fun factor, and it's that intro and gravity. It's, it's just dumb. oh yeah the the I don't even know what he said. This feeling is what you want. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, this feeling is what you get. I don't know who Got says it. I don't boom, know what it's from. Boom. I don't either. It's so <laughs> There's no dumb. info on it. That's There's so no fucking, info on it, dude. That's so bleeding through. You just talked about it. That's so 18 visions. Yeah. That's so dumb. That's so of that era. These guys grew up listening to the same it's fucking of, yeah, goddamn like music. Late 90s, early 2000s metalcore. You any, know, throwing any kind of fucking music quote yeah. or movie quote in before you you drop an album, and and this is the first song of technically their discography besides the EPs. Yeah, that anybody's going to hear. And it starts like this. Don't give a it's shit. It's the oh yeah. It's the oh, oh yeah. yeah. Like so good. It's so good. <laughs> Drops into that super fucking reverb, reverbed out drum part. Ah, and then the dude, guitars come in. The da 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 da. Chunky, chunky guitars. Oh, dude, it's. I love. I love the tone of the guitars on this record. It sounds like nothing. Nothing. It sounds like nothing they've ever done on any of their records, EPs nothing like that it's it's this like perfect combination of distortion reverb fuzz it's just it's this perfect tone perfect guitar tone that sounds nothing like music of this time of the last 20 years even like this kind of guitar tone sounds like very late 80s early 90s like maybe suicidal tendencies maybe it's just it's just different man there's nothing like it it's it makes me think of like um, what's that that band that surf punks band? What's that band called? Oh, surf punks. Is it surf punks? Yeah, yeah. It, it kind of yeah. reminds me of that a little bit. It's just my beats it's my that way. Really, yeah, yeah. It's so that good. cool kind of reverbed out guitar thing, which they do a lot on this record. They it bleeds into time and space and and a little bit into glow on, but it's really on this record, and I, and I love it. I mean, Gravity is a great great opener. Great thesis statement for the for the album for sure, and like so, and, and and this is a band that has released a couple EPs already prior to this, and they dropped Gravity, and Gravity is the first the first track in this album, and so all these hardcore kids, especially in the Baltimore area, man, the people like were so prideful in in their their <laughs> their scene, and I, I say huh because we're spoiled as fuck in Southern California. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's I, like, like what hard, comes out of Baltimore, man? Hardcore fucking music essentially started in like Northern California. That's just Northern yeah, California. that's fair. Made California. That's, fair. that's where it started. But that's fine. Uh, but there's also New York hardcore, but that's fine. Yeah, New York hardcore, whatever. It, has, has not, it actually has nothing on West Coast. It does California. not. You're right. It does not. It does not. And, and like this is the first thing you hear. And so that, that part where it's just in gravity. So you hear him singing. And that's what people fucking hate. And when I was diving into these forums on Reddit where it was like, is is Turnstile a hardcore band, a post-hardcore band, a punk band? And like eight out of the 10 comments were always just like, oh, fuck Turnstile. They're fucking, 
fucking realistically it was like fucking turnstiles gay they're fucking lame they're the worst they're fucking not hardcore <laughs> they're not punk they're not anything it's like are we really are we really still on this like in like yeah, 2020 seriously. is this really how we fucking talk now like seriously the band that is doing more and, and, and if you didn't listen to the to the rankings episode i'm gonna go i'm gonna reiterate it yeah go for it yeah the band that that is like redefining the genre of hardcore punk the, the the band that is like doing more for hardcore punk music than anybody else has ever done, ever done. Even more than than any of your of of, of the OG guys. Even more than Ian yes. McKay has ever even thought to do, in his old Riot Girl Inception, where he tried to like infiltrate that thing, and everybody kind of like, yeah, I don't know if you should be there, bro. Like, Turnstile did it. Turnstile has done it with Glow On. They did it. They included every single fucking facet of life into their hardcore music. And Glow One is a hardcore album with synths and then eighties new wave things. I get it. But like Turnstile, dude. Turnstile has done fine. more for hardcore music than any band in the history of hardcore punk. And so I kind of piggybacking off that, you know, you had mentioned in the the rankings episode that the last band to kind of incorporate something out of hard, something outside of hardcore into it would be like bad brains you know like they did it so well in the 80s and i know other bands have de- have incorporated other genres into hardcore like you know op iv they've incorporated like ska and stuff but that's been so overdone like incorporating ska into hardcore is so common especially like in the 90s like everyone was doing it. suicide machines just ran everybody was fucking doing it but nobody was incorporating new metal Nobody was incorporating. Nobody has incorporated new metal. Nobody has incorporated, um, you know, you know, funk, funk kind of stuff. Nobody's incorporated, you know, kind of weird experimental things, Pantera kind of stuff, except for Turnstile. Like Turnstile was the one to do it, and do it really well. Yeah, maybe they weren't the first ones to do it, but they did it really, really well, like perfectly. The way they've incorporated all these genres and. It's just it's it's fucking fa- it's fantastic, and gravity is a is a great example of that that combination of everything. And it's just not I love this record or this this song. And and, and I know it's it's, it's going to be blasphemous, and 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 people may hate me for this, but like Bad Brains incorporating mm-hmm. reggae on that first album. No, they didn't. They did a reggae song, and they did a punk song, and they did a okay, reggae that's song, fair. and they that's did a fair. punk song. There was no fucking fusion there there was no fusion right it was th- like the sequencing was was punk 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 reggae song punk punk reggae punk 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 it's like no there's no fucking fusion if it was it was highlighted on like maybe a couple upstrokes on the offbeat on a punk song but that was it nothing like op ivy did absolutely fucking nothing like they did they revolutionized True. that yeah. shit for sure bad brains like they get spoilers they're put up there and i think <laughs> I, I'm not that big into this this scene. I get it, maybe whatever. But I own both of them. Gorilla Biscuits, dude, they're so much better than Bad Brains. They just really are. Oh yeah, they're, Gorilla, they're so yeah, much definitely. fucking better. I love. They're both so much of them. tighter than Bad Brains. I, I feel. I, I think there's more melodic. I think they're more melodic. I think they drop harder. I think they they're more aggressive. I think they're better in every way. The only thing Bad Brains has is they do reggae. That's it. That's really yeah. it. And they don't even do it good. They just do it. That's it. They just do it. It's like it's like it's like no effects. They do reggae, but they just do it. They don't do it well. They just do it. Dude, like eat the meek and shit. Like no effects does. Like it's fine. Like it's cool. I, I it's love not, it. It's, yeah. it's good. 
it's you nothing know. great though yeah <laughs> no, i get it <laughs> gravity right, so. gravity gravity i think is is, is turnstile's best song i i would i would i would if there was a, a thing we'd ship off to aliens if aliens say, hey what's what's turnstile sound like i would send gravity <laughs> yeah the one band we're gonna call out is turnstile yeah hey, you'd send them gravity for sure um, well, not really, but this is uh, this is also a great song in that it it has that you could hear the the direct influence of Pantera, and also the style of Zach from Rage Against the Machine, the vocal stylings of Zach, because that that big heavy riff is very Pantera. That kind of um, like Dimebag had this like over, he kind of had this fuzz sound to his his style. And he also had a lot of high end in his plane. There was very, there wasn't that much low end. It was very much in the in the vein of Randy Rhodes, but not as fast. It was more, it was just heavier and clunkier. And I feel like they took that part of Dimebag, mixed it with with uh, Zach's vocals, and that's kind of what you get with Gravity, with some melodic stuff, obviously. But uh, but overall, I, I think that's that's like the direct influence were those two bands. Yeah, I, that's I, just how I feel I, about I, it. I totally agree. I, I think a lot of the higher end of, of Dimebag's playing came from, obviously, Pantera wanted to be a glam band before they were yeah one of the most iconic like like metal bands of all time. But they but wanted really, to be Pantera, a glam band. Pantera never really had any low-end sounding songs. I mean, no. We listened to their whole discography, and none of it was super low-end, super sludgy, nothing like that. It was always his bright, his it was always Dimebag's bright tones, and then Phil's like, guttural screams and yells but then he would go into these like crazy anthemic vocals like phil anselmo honestly underrated vocalist really really is underrated it's a shame he's kind of a douchebag like or we he might be kind of a douchebag i don't know i I don't think he's uh, he's all right yeah that's a whole nother rabbit hole but yeah like like painter no offense to rex brown i think that was the bass player yeah, um, it, it's it's a band based around vocals and, like you said, higher end guitar parts, because they wanted to be a fucking glam band, and glam bands don't really stay in those lower registers. They don't hit a lot of those lower kind of like scales. They don't they don't stay. They don't drop down. They just kind of stay in that mid range or go into like an yeah. octave higher, and hit those those really high parts. Yep, yep I guess it kind of makes Kurt Hammett like a good all-around guitar player because he does know how to hit i mean he only plays in the minor pentatonic but he does <laughs> hit like the lower and the higher octaves yeah you're right but so i, I wonder funny. if that's like more of kirk's playing or more of the influence of james that's probably james telling him like hey dude you should you should play more like this yeah it, it's so dope. cool like watching james play a lead part because he plays it so much cleaner than than kirk does like he's He's a way better, one of the greatest rhythm guitar players in metal, and he can still rip it up as a lead player too, like better than Kirk, really. In all honesty, I think like just tangent here. It's fun watching even today, even even uh, with the seventy two seasons that came out, watching James play, and still looking at Kurt while he plays some type of like semi complex lead part with his tongue out, smiling, moving around. <laughs> and then you watch yeah. Kirk, dude, and all of his solos stand still, stare at my fingers, do yeah. that thing. But James can like, <laughs> I, maybe he's just like the the, the, com- the the complexity of what he's playing, but James is like walking around, he's smiling, interacting with the crowd, playing like 
pretty semi-complex lead parts. Yeah, Kurt it's, it's, it's crazy, man. It's crazy. And and James's right hand, man, one of the greatest right hand guitar players, or like right, you know the you know strumming hand. He has one of the greatest downstroke strum hands of, of all time. Like it's just. Dude, he's an incredible, one of the greatest rhythm guitar players ever. See, I would, li- I would like to see, I would like to see a picture of him with his shirt off, doing like the Arnold Schwarzenegger hands above his, his head, kind of like flexing his biceps post. Because I want to see if his triceps are fucking gnarly. Because he's doing those downstrokes a lot. So I want to yeah. see if his triceps are all buff from all that fucking work. Just look up any picture from like 1981 until like 1986. He's shirtless like in all of them. He's always shirtless. <laughs> But they're all like fucking, skinny and fucking drunk and sweaty oh yeah. and shit and long. That hair. was the whole band. They were all skinny drunks. But uh, anyway, back to Turnstile. Back to Turnstile. Uh, lyrically, what do you have on Gravity? I would say a lot of these songs, most of these songs, I thought were, eh, whatever. Didn't expect much. Yeah. There's a couple songs here I had no fucking idea what he's talking about. But uh, Gravity, I, I thought it was just about like self doubt that Brendan had for himself. The Gravity. Right of his self doubt keeping him down. Yeah, that's kind of how I felt too. But it's a, it's about his insecurities and and all that. I and I mean, there's two instrumentals and they're just they're all about if they're about anything, they're all about his depression or anxiety or insecurities. That's really all it is. I don't I don't think there's too much to dive into lyrically. So we're only gonna briefly touch upon that. But uh, so your one B is gravity. Um, do you have anything else on this one? No, you're, you, I mean, just off the bat, you're, you're kind of getting into that sort of like hip hop, rap, rock, rap, rock, rap, rock type of like delivery, yeah. right? Like, like the singing on the beat type of thing. That's very hip hop. Like it's not aggressive here. They'll get more into it later on, but you can hear the influence of their love for hip hop, especially East Coast hip hop. Not necessarily Baltimore, but just East Coast in general. And then, like, Rage Against the Machine. Like, Rage Against the Machine, I think, is a top so much three. Rage. For sure, a top. There's one song on it that's a fucking Rage song. <laughs> through the guitar everything, yeah. yeah. But, yeah, you, you can hear, like, a lot of, of, of influence. And I, I fucking, I, dude, I love, I love, bands always talk about, like, oh, my influences are this and this and this and this. Like, where? Like, where? I don't, what, like, I don't hear that ever <laughs> in your music. Where? But this is a band that you fucking hear it. I love that. I do too. Heart do on the too. sleeve. Don't give a fuck. Do it. Oh, it's so it, good. And it worked so well for them. It really did. All right. My uh, my my one B is Out of Rage. This song, the first time I heard it, I'll never forget it. And every time I hear it, it just, it blows me away. Where where does this one sit for you? <laughs> so I've, I have several reasons no. why I think this is your fucking one B. Uh, this is my seven B. Okay. This, That's so fucking wrong. This bass is fucking bonkers, dude. Absolute bonkers. Yes. It's so goddamn good. But there's some new metal shit mixed in here with heavy hip hop <laughs> undertones. That is what this song is. And to yes. think this song isn't inspired by Rage, specifically Zach and the vocal delivery, that is 100% silly boy talk. is. That's, yes, silly that's boy why talk. I love Oh my god. Yeah. The rage the rage influence is so obvious here. I love the constant build on the sleeve. I love the the buildup of this with that bass uh, coming out of Blue by You, which is a very pop pop rock based song. That song fades out, and then you hear that 
doom, 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 doom. You just hear that that very low bass come in softly. It grows, grows, and grows. The drums come in super fucking hard. The doom, god, doom, doom. It just it's super fucking simple, kind of four on the floor thing. It's just it hits so fucking hard. It grows and grows and grows. And then his screaming when he sings, "I'm not right." It's just it's so it feels like really heartfelt. I love love that build up. Um, also the, there's some like cool little corn guitar, high pitch, like harmonics and shit or like shit that I don't even know what it is. I don't even know what they're doing. They're just playing these weird quirky things that you hear off of like follow the leader or the first corn record or something like that. Just wonky ass shit. I fucking love that, that kind of inspiration there. Um, just everything about this song is, is incredible. It's, it's outside of blue by you. This is the sta- this is also one of the standalone tracks. Nothing else on the record sounds like this one, and I love it for that. And I love Blue, Blue by You as well. But Out of Rage, man, that's it's something else, man. Just it the the dynamics of the song, the ups and downs, the highs and lows. It's I fucking love it, love it, love it, love it. I I I think I ranked this a little bit lower because I did like Bullet in the Head. I yeah. thought this song is identical to Bullet in the Head. It 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 progresses to that point where bull in the head gets faster where it and double faster times and faster. It? Yeah. Everybody's yelling or Zach's just yelling. Like this song is very much like bull in the head. So I think like that's why it was here because it, it is, it is them showing like, Hey, here is one of our biggest influences rage. Here is our song paying homage to rage. Still doing it in half the time, doing it in half the time, yeah, in like three minutes yeah, rather than six minutes. And, and you're right. I mean, it's kind of the the same, the same building blocks of bullet in the head with the double time. It's the double time at the end that I love too. fucking love that. Just like bullet in the head. It it does that too. Only bullet in the head ends with the, that amazing outro with Brad Wilkes drums, drum part, but it's just fucking incredible. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I I love Out of Rage. I think this is just just a perfect song. Great showing how much they're influenced by Rage and new metal in general, honestly. And nobody fucking talks about that with Turnstile. Nobody talks about the new metal influence, which is so frustrating. They're always like, "Oh yeah, they're they're just this great hardcore band." They then they're now they're incorporating all these pop these pop sensibilities into their music, but it's just like you gotta you gotta look deeper. You gotta dig deeper, like show more appreciation towards new metal. I know there's like there's been this new metal resurgence within like the music world, but you got to give that genre more credit. Like it's so underrated. There's so many cool things. We just came out of new metal season. We just spent a month in new metal season and you, a true hater of that genre, you know, you really came to like a lot of the shit we listened to. There's some really good stuff from that era. I, it's underappreciated I would, I would, for I would, sure. Well, I would, it have is. To, I would have to go back and look oh, at my God, dude, look at my graph start, again, dude. I liked You're a trying- lot of it, but I've always liked a lot of it. Mm. There's, there, I dude, I've always liked a lot of, not a lot of, but I've always liked several albums by Corn. Obviously, Limp Bizkit. If we're gonna talk about System of a Down, Slipknot, there's a bands that, like everybody fucking likes these bands. Some bands have have surprised me, but like I've liked Power Man Five Thousand. I've liked Static X. So, like to say that new metal is underrated, I don't know. I, I think it new is. metal serves serves a purpose. It, it bridges a gap. It 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 holds a place in time. It 
it did something that music needed as a placeholder and uh kind of like batman like 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 the nolan trilogy batman when like everybody was was against batman after he supposedly killed harvey dent and then mm-hmm. and then gary oldman you know uh, uh commissioner <laughs> gordon was like yeah he's the he's the hero gotham needs just not the one that it needs right now like he because he can take it he can take the hit yeah that's like new metal new metal is kind of like what music just what rock music fucking needed it's just we all shit all over it because of its placeholderness, but no other like genre it. could have could have endured. Honestly, yeah, you're right. You're you're totally right. Not saying it's good or bad. I'm just saying like it's fucking resilient. It really is. The big bands have really stood the test of time. It's pretty cool. Pretty cool stuff. Yeah, out of rage, dude. It's a good fucking song, man. It's a great. It's a great fucking song. Okay. So what do you have lyrically on this one? Uh, that's about someone who's a downer. Someone who just sucks the fun and life out of the room and just uh, out of the person in general. Yeah, I, I got that along with, you know, that kind of person also being a very disingenuous person. And then, you know, the the narrator, or the, in this instance, Brandon, him, wait, Brandon? Yeah, Brandon, him seeing, you know, how this person actually is and, and kind of sees through their facade and him calling them out. That's that's what I got lyrically on this one. Once again, nothing too deep, but um, but still good. Not bad. Seen worse. <laughs> I've seen worse. <laughs> so uh, do we have anything <laughs> else on Out of Rage? No, that's it. So then what is your, uh, what's your 2B from, uh, from this Turnstile oh, record? Hold on there, dude. Oh. Bleach, Bleach Temple. Bleach Temple. Bleach Temple. Oh, that's Bleach a good Temple. One. I love the instrumentals, all of their instrumentals. I do too. I Bleach think Temple's uh, my my nine B. That's cool. That's that's wrong, but um, I I think I think <laughs> J or uh, uh, Turnstile is very much like JFA. I don't understand like how the surf culture has permeated all the way over into the East Coast so perfectly. And Bleach Temple is a song that is that is perfectly a blend of of surf culture and hardcore punk. Yeah. You're in right. every sense, there's, there's a lot of Metallica here too, like the Metallica chugging, because it starts out with the, with that like, the 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 hi hats, the the high hi hats, the what it was the eight or sixteenth note hi hat hits. This is their and best. In, I, I, I think I think this is their best intro on the album too. Out of all the intros, I think this is their best intro. Oh yeah, with the hi hat and then going into that that surf, reverb guitar. Yeah, it's really good, man. It's fantastic. The, the songs the song is amazing. It's primal but like floats around so many different genres to make for dude, make for a hell of a ride. The guitars go from like that wet surf tone to just blowing out sloppy fuzz. <laughs> yeah. I love how chuggy it is too. Once again, the chugginess. They they do that Metallica chuggy so well. The Metallica chuggy chugging. Yeah, that's so ch- well. It's great. Yeah, no, it's I, fucking great. Yeah, at it. I I love it. It's instrumental, so there's no lyrics. But Bleach Temple is my two B. I love I love both the instrumentals, and and the there's always like a, a slight build up into the chugging part. You have the the kind of ethereal reverbed out guitar, and then it it builds slightly into the chugging guitar, and then it drops right back down into that, and then builds again all within like I think it's like two minutes and fifteen seconds, something like that. Yes, but it's fucking great. But here's where I can get a little bit negative, and here's where I can I can oh, no. defend my case for why this is not their best album is because they have not mastered their transitions. 
They know what okay. they want to do. Their execution is just not there. It's not there like it was in time and space. I think, I think, I think Glow On is present in this album. I think they have an idea. They want to make Glow On here, but they have no idea mm-hmm. how to fucking do it. And so we get this. I think Time and Space was like, oh yeah, we we can still do Glow On, but let's just uh, let's just make it a little bit faster, a little bit more aggressive. But now we've gotten better at our instruments, and so we get Time and Space. I think Glow On is present in this album. They just don't know how to do it yet. Okay, I get it. I get it. But I mean, this is also what six, seven years prior. Not even that long. That's the not ballad? that long, though. Glow On. Yeah, you're right. We're due you're for right. we're due for a fucking turnstile album within the next year and a half. I know. Isn't that crazy to and think? And that about? is that is that is like the biggest thing is what are they gonna do next? <laughs> Dude, oh, I'd be so bummed if it's like this giant flop. Like if it just. I don't know. I don't know how they're going to outdo not, Glow On. How are they going to outdo you, it? I, like, no I, I could idea, see, dude. I could see, like you know, kind of plateauing and doing more of the hardcore stuff, doing more of what they did, did on Glow On. But how? I mean, how are you going to do something different? I don't even want to say outdoing Glow On because that's not fair. Outdoing Glow On is just not fair. It's just doing something different, different to where it sounds fresh. It sounds unique to yourself but still just as good as glow on or, or nonstop or time and space. Like, how are you going to do that? What can you do? I mean, I'm not going to be mad if they do another glow on or if they do another time and space, I'm not going to be mad about it. It's I'm sure it's still going to be fantastic, but they can't, they can't even outdo that. There's no fucking way they can outdo nonstop because this is so raw. This is so elementary. This is so, so high school. Let's put together a band and it just so happens to work out perfectly. They can't also they, they can't outdo any of this. What we all what we haven't talked about has been the lineup changes. So the core lineup has been the singer, uh, bassist, and drummer. So nonstop feeling had two the two guitarists. The one of them, you know, left the band shortly after nonstop came out. Uh the the latest guitar player, I think his name is Brady, Brady Elbert. He played on everything up through Glow On. He uh some say he was fired from the band last year. Uh, from what it sounds like, it was fired because some the drummer got like a restraining order against him. Yeah. So uh, I don't know if you read that, but yeah, he did. Or a peace order, I think it was called. Anyway, so I'm curious, you know, really this whole next record is going to be new guitar players, new songwriters thrown into this mix. So, and honestly, I think everybody brings something to the table. But yeah. with this band, I gravitate mostly towards the guitars. The way they play how they play and their sound. Yeah. I think because nothing beats around the guitars. What I, what I also love about this band and the guitar playing is that it's not overly complicated. The riffs are pretty elementary, but they're, it's just good songwriting. Nobody's churching it up. The guitar solos aren't crazy complicated. They don't fucking shred like madmen. Um, the just, everything is just so basic and I love the band for that. It's just that the it's really the tone of the tone of the songs is really what makes them. I, I think I think like going also along the lines of, of they're similar in age to us. Like when I started playing guitar, it was because I saw Eddie Van Halen. I heard my parents playing these these guitar gods. It's like, oh fuck yeah. yeah, that makes me want to play guitar. And then when I started actually playing guitar, 
and realizing, dude, that's really, really difficult, I set my sights a little bit lower. That's this band. This band, you can hear them play kind of like Eddie Van Halen type things, but in their own way. Much like when we did Ghost mm-hmm. last week and, and Tobias is like, oh, I ain't playing fucking solos in my own way. That's what everybody fucking does. Get over yourself. True, yeah. That's what everybody does. But I, but like, I also I don't like, think Tobias I, was saying that in a in an arrogant way. I 100% think he was, he was no, saying that in an arrogant I don't think he way. was. I think he was just saying something that is just nobody ever talks about. That's what no, everybody talks about. Of no, course, everybody people always plays, say, people everybody always plays say, eruption in their own fucking way because no, nobody can people, play eruption. People are always saying, yeah, I'm trying to imitate, you know, so-and-so. It's never like, I'm, this is my interpretation of it or this is like the best of my ability. Nobody ever is that upfront that, um, yeah, upfront about it or that, yeah, that upfront about it. He also wasn't that upfront about it. He just said, I play things in my own way, not because I'm not that talented, but because he's there's nothing put in that arrogant much work. about it. There's it's there's nothing arrogant. But that's about what everybody it. does when they play guitar. Okay, that's so what everybody does when they play it. guitar. So what's arrogant about it? He's just stating the obvious, right? Well, you just want to be a ghost hater. You want to be a Tobias hater. You want to be a TH. Get out of here. <laughs> I I like I like the guitars here because it's it's clear to me when they play their solos that they grew up listening to their parents' music of Van Halen, of Jimmy Page, of even Clapton, of these guys, of these guitar gods that have been, I get it. you know, I get it. shoved down our throats as like the best ever. And for the most part, they are the best ever. And I like that they are doing it their own way because they don't want to be that great. And it's not out of like, like I don't want to practice that much. It's I just don't want to be like that. I like what he did. I like... Like for me personally, I like that Van Halen. Like Eruption is what got me to play guitar. It's one of the songs that got me I, to play guitar. I know. But I don't ever want to do that because I first of all I don't want to put the fucking time in, and I think that's I be, also that's also what this band does, dude. They don't want to put the fucking time in, and even and even in time and space, his guitar solos have gotten better, but they're still not great. They're not a great guitar solo. It's just not. It's not good. It's it's it's. Milk toast, at best. It's milk toast. But you just you just completely repeated yourself. I know, and I'm trying like, to reiterate like, that fact. Like, this is what like this is what makes you, hardcore music is, said, dude. That's what I'm saying. You're not understanding twice. That's what I'm saying. Is that's what makes like hardcore punk music <laughs> unique? Is the no, fact that none of these people don't fucking care, and these guys don't care all the way until Glow On. They don't care from day one till glow on. They doing the same thing over and over, getting a little bit better because uh, naturally you're gonna get better if you play it. Fine, whatever. But I like that you can hear the inspiration. I like that, and not yeah, just no, the direct inspiration from Rage Against the Machine, from Jane's Addiction, from fucking Anthony Kiedis. Good God, he sounds like Anthony Kiedis a couple of these songs. But I yeah, like that you can hear the inspiration that he does want to sound like a guitar god, but he doesn't care that much. And for me, okay. Turnstile is a band that is guitar-driven, and if the guitarists aren't there, then I don't know if the band will be that great. And then the drummer. The drummer's gotten so much fucking better because he he's has gotten, gotten a lot better. so much more comfortable in what he yeah. does. Yeah. I agree with you on the drummer. That's it. That's Definitely. all I'm saying. That's it. That's it. That's all you're saying. That's, That's all it. you're saying. So let, let's move on from Bleach Temple. My, uh, my 2B is Phased Out. It's a great song. Right? My three you B? hate this one? Phase- Get the fuck out of here. What are you yelling at me for? The 
bug in here? How the fuck oh. did a bug get in the office? <laughs> All the way upstairs. Yeah, phase out my 3B. Oh, man. Dude, that riff is pretty fucking heavy, though, right? Yeah. The intro is pretty long, but that, that riff is fucking heavy. So so post like grunge season, realizing that like some of those bands had like fat, fantastic outputs, right? Like we talked about like Mudhunting and Soundgarden. This is very reminiscent of of alt metal sound of the nineties, like that 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 era, that genre that's going on. That's mm-hmm. what this song reminded me of. And I loved it. Straightforward like, punk song in that vein. It is. It is, but but there's a nice build up in the intro, even though, you know, I, the intro drops into this verse that kind of i don't want to say it double times it but it picks up a little bit and that verse and it keeps up that 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 pace during the verse and everything like that some great chugging guitar in that in the chorus and i love when he screams phased out when he goes phase out and he yells the the phased and out right on the the snare the snare um the snare and crash it like it's just it's so elementary but Dude, I fucking love that part. I love screaming, phased out. Like it makes me feel like I want. I, it makes me want to be in the crowd when they're when he's screaming that, and I just like pumping my fist in the air. I just, I love it. I fucking love that part and that solo too. That solo, it's just, it's kind of noodly. It shreds, Dude. but it's only like less than ten seconds. But it's that all you solo need. is. It's all very ninety sounding. Oh, it is. It totally that is, is straight from like a fucking Jane's Addiction or Soundgarden or fucking any generic like like hardcore '90s album. That is very '90s sounding. So so yeah. After the solo, then it after the solo it drops into that that chuggier kind of part again. That's the outro. That's it. That's all you need. I just think it's it's just an absolute perfect song. It has it just has it all. It has like I said the chugging the the quickness the solo the the gang vocals it has it all man I, I i think it's just an absolutely incredible song so what do you have lyrically on this one i i don't know it's like a heartache song is, is it is it like phased out being yeah. him feeling like he was phased out of somebody's life is that is that what's happening here so i thought i thought it i interpreted it as being treated poorly by the person you're dating but then realizing that you also kind of do the same thing, so you can't be too upset about it. So it's like you're just as bad as the person that's making you feel this way. So it's kind of like this, I guess, indifference that you have about the feeling. Okay. I, I don't know. I, I, that's kind of how I feel about. It. That's what I uh, thought little, about little, the lyrics. A little, little deeper than I got. That's that's no, that's good. I could just be, you know, completely pulling this out of my ass. Who knows? <laughs> at this point. <laughs> uh, so what do you have for uh, what's your three B? Uh, no, that was my three B. Phase out was my three B. Oh, that was. Yeah. Okay. So my 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 number three banger is can't deny it. Whoa. <laughs> Love That's that song. Good. Huh? That was good. <laughs> that was my. That, this is my six B. But you know that's like the best part of the song. That's probably like one of the coolest parts of the whole song. Dude, I, I album, fucking right? uh, this song is such a banger. I love that guitar tone, right? It's surf rock meets like psych rock that turns into this wacky punk shit. Which will perfect like their transition later on in their discography again. I'll say, but like it's this is, this is cute. This is like kids just being kids, not so, kids like early mid twenties, but that's fine. Dude, there, there there there's quite a bit to unpack here. So you have the 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 main riff. It's like those guitar chords being you know put through the the fucking reverb, the distortion, all that kind of shit. 
the and then it's surf rock meets psych rock, dude. Exactly, Walt. That's true, dude. So then it drops into this heavy ass riff. It's know your enemy from Rage Against the Machine. Not like no for it's not like note for note. But it is very, really, it is very reminiscent. When you think about that. it, it's like ding, 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 ding. No, like it, no, it's more like dun 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 dun. It's more that. It's more of that that intro, not the not the verse intro, not the verse riff, but the main riff. But it's it's not as many notes, and it's slowed down quite a bit. But it's it's there. It's it's that it's that kind of chord progression that that know your enemy is. And uh, and then you get to the verse, and then, dude, even his vocals are very, they're very similar to to Zach's. So I think this is just a straight up lift from a Rage song, dude. I thought, but done in their own way. I thought, like, like, dude, this is fucking Anthony Kiedis here. This is him. Like, can't deny he's Anthony Kiedis right there. The can't deny, can't deny it. That, that's Anthony uh, fucking uh, Kiedis, dude. There's some like Anthony Kiedis influence on this song and. One or two other ones, but I asked for Maybe sure that like, like Anthony Keats was on this one. Maybe a little bit, but I, I hear more rage than anything, except for the chorus. The the chorus is that kind of ethereal sounding guitar, reverbed out to shit. Um, but it's the can't deny it. Whoa, I'm a great singer. Love, obviously, you love that fucking part. I fucking dude. love it, dude. It's so. How can you not sing it? I, <laughs> I hate singing because I'm a, I'm such a horrible singer. I know, but, but you only sing if you fucking dude, I love it. Love it. That's I, good. It's beyond catchy. It's one of the, it's <laughs> it's it's so good, man. It it's almost as catchy as when they sing "It's a Holiday" in off of Glow On. Like that's just that always gets stuck in my head, and so is can't deny it. <laughs> right? How is that? How do you not love it? I mean, I I do think it's fucking can't catchy. Deny it, and then the it, woe. The woe after you're stupid if you don't like that. I just I think like the intro to Gravity is like the most catchy thing they've ever done. I, I don't it's know. Not. I, I, it's I, good. I think after the pod, go listen to Can't Deny It, and then you'll realize that I'm right. If I had this on the fucking vinyls, I would listen to this tonight. No, no you no, would, you but you know there was a fair trade. It was a fair trade, and now I have it on the vinyls. <laughs> <laughs> we traded fair and square. Come that on, dude. So good. No, you're right. It was. It was like. If you've ever it read, wasn't, it wasn't if a ever drunken read, trade. If you've ever read Huck and Finn, like I've read because I've read a lot. If you've ever I'm read Huck and Finn, right <laughs> why? I, 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 although I can't say why because I've never fucking read it. But the trade <laughs> was more like right the, the trade. The, the trade was more like like, hey man, painting oh, this man. fence is so much fucking fun. You should come do it. And I was the guy that was like, oh, no, I want to paint the it's fence. It's not like that. And you no. were, I guess you were the Huck, and I was the Finn. Mm. No, it's not like that. Are at you all. the Finn on the hook? It's not like that at all. We've done we've done several trades with the vinyls and other things like that. It was a fair trade. Which one's Price the bad wise, one? Which one's the good one? Is Huck the bad or the good? I don't know. I'm only three chapters in. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Are you really reading Huck and Finn? I really am because it's what free. the fuck? It's how free. weird. Because I've been wanting to read like all the classics. Because I haven't read some of them since I was a kid, so I'm like, do they really, you know, hold up? So I, I downloaded Huck and Finn on my Kindle, and uh, I'm three chapters in. I literally started yesterday. It's so fucking weird that you brought it up because I literally started it yesterday. That's very bizarre. I've read all the fucking in. books. Yeah, and then I realized oh, I should probably read Tom Sawyer first because Tom Sawyer is kind of like the prequel. 
But um, who the fuck anyway. is Tom Sawyer compared to Huck and Finn? He's the guy from the Rush song. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. You know that guy? <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, it's funny you mentioned books because I, I finished my X-Files book too. Oh, did you really? Yeah. Did you finish the show? No, I, I have like three episodes left. Wait, so how far does this book go into no, the series? Only only until the 2003-ish. Okay, so the original run. Okay. Not even, yeah, yeah. So okay, so what we're talking about right now is Jeff and I both really love X Files. Jeff more so than me, obviously, because he literally bought a book. He, Jeff doesn't read; he doesn't know how to read anything. He doesn't know how to read. Well, so hold on there. Oh, he, go finish well, it now. I'll go on my thought. Go ahead. So he bought this book on Amazon. Um, explain. Well, you explain. You're, you're better explaining this than I am because I've never. I don't. Yeah, you go. Go. Well, so like, like I, I'm more. I don't know. I, I'm more likely to read. Like like case law, like I have no problem reading like the entire like Roe v. Wade, you know, eighty five page, hundred page case law, reading that like dissertation. That? I I can read that the stuff. driest fucking read, but I can read that stuff and I don't mind. Like I've read all the Federalist Papers. I've read a lot of the stuff like from our our country's origin. That that type of political thing I don't mind reading. You're also but a like, tax preparer, so it's like you read the dryish. Yeah, I guess I just read really boring <laughs> shit. But like nonfiction, I just I can't fucking do it, dude. I just can't fucking do it. So I bought this X Files book, and it's 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 a book that's um, it, it was written by a girl who who was uh, part of the show, kind of in in uh, a capacity where where what's his name, Chris? Uh, uh Chris Carter. Chris guy Carter, who created the show. Yeah, the guy who created the show asked asked her like, "Hey, does this make sense?" But like, the book is mostly about like genes and DNA and and biology and and viruses and microbiology and fungi and all of it. Just I don't know. It's it's easier for me to read. It's easier for me to read. And when I was in college, I wrote a lot of papers because I wanted to be a police officer at the time. So all of my like like papers that I wrote was very like, I am Jeff. I am 5'11". I weigh 185. <laughs> I saw him. Very like, dry. Yeah. I, I just That's just the way I fucking, I don't know. That's just the way I process information. Yeah. I don't need a lot of fluff. So it was difficult for me to write in like an English capacity because I don't like, I don't know. I don't like exploring my feelings. I don't give a fuck. Who cares? I'm trying to convey something. Here's how I convey it. Like box scores in baseball. If you like baseball, I box scores, dude. Like that—that that is how I live you and breathe. Is box scores. You know, I love stats. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Okay, so so in the end, this book is just a fact checker for everything that Scully does, or all the things that happen in the X Files on the so original when, run. So when it's you're watching, book. when you're watching a TV show, anybody, not just X Files, when you're watching a TV show and they say something like, "Hey, this Johnson rod doesn't belong here." And you're like, oh, what the fuck is a Johnson rod? And you like Wikipedia that shit. This is like, this is like the Wikipedia for people that Wikipedia. Like all those notations at the very bottom. When it's yeah. oh, I got this from this book. This is the book that like most people get from like gene therapy and DNA sequences and all these other things. I don't know. I, I'm just I, you're right. I I just read very dry shit. Okay. I can't stand nonfiction. Fair. I really fucking can't stand nonfiction. You mean fiction? You mean fiction? You're right. I've been saying nonfiction <laughs> the whole time. I can't stand fiction. Like whenever a big case comes out, like Roe v. Wade, like I did read the whole fucking excerpt from it. I did, <laughs> when it was overturned, I, I read it was like fucking eighty pages. 
Yeah, that's rough. That's rough. And like, honestly, most of it is fluff and it's bullshit because that's what these fuckers get paid for. And it's all fluff. And you can tell that they're repeating themselves a lot and they're getting paid a lot of money to do so. And they're getting paid a lot of money and and lobbyists. That's not a political thing here, but we can go back to turnstile because it's irritating. Okay, that's fine. Um, So, yeah, can't deny it. Whoa. Um, What do you have? Do you have anything musically on this one? You haven't touched upon a lot here. Uh, There's a lot of hip hop undertones on this one. This is, I mean, that's, I I said Anthony Kiedis. I heard Anthony Kiedis on this one. I like that you hear the slides on the guitar strings, right? All those. Oh, yeah, it's so nice. That's cool. And that's, I think that comes from, um, I think that comes from not just lack of, of like big production because this is not, you know, 1985. This is 2000, what, 6, 13? 16, 15? 16, 2015. 16. 2015. Is it 15? Okay, yeah. 15, whatever. This is, this is 2015. So you can edit that out of post, but it's left in because why edit it out of post? What's the need? Yeah. Who gives a What's fuck? the point? Leave it yeah, in. Yeah, what's the fucking point? And I like that. I dig that. I do too. And what also, you know, the end of the song, it ends with him yelling, give me a little bit of nonstop feeling. And every time he hits those, those, that those syllables, just the fucking drummer and guitar hits those kind of like single notes. And it's just, it hits so goddamn hard. I love it. Dude, then it goes into Bleach Temple. Oh my God. What a sequence. Come on! It's fucking it's it's insane. That just like the sequencing of this record is incredible. Do it, just fucking who cares? Do it. I know, I know. So what what do you have lyrically on on can't nah yet? Uh, I thought it was about everyone being full of shit. That was it. I don't know. Okay, yeah, I I I saw it as you know, it's about how life is tough and not always fair, and there are always highs and lows throughout life and and the whole human experience. That's what I got there. So. A little bit different, a little bit different. Okay. But what do you got for your uh, for your four right four B number my four f- banger? My four B was uh, the other instrumental, Love Lasso. Love Lasso. That's my twelve B. <laughs> that is my twelve B. <laughs> you want to touch upon it? What, what do you want to? Oh God! Do? Just real, real quick. This is this song is glow on. This is fucking glow on. This <laughs> yeah, is, it's true. Yeah. This is the early instance of glow on, if there ever was one. That's fine. We can, You're right. we can move on. It, it's a slow song, simple rhythm section. Kind of has that slow surf sound to it, or with the guitar playing at least. But it's just a really pleasant sound, much like Dude, a like lot three of glow fucking on. notes. Yeah. It's, it's great. It's a great fun. fucking song. Yeah. All right. That's fine. It's my last B, but it's still, it's perfect for this album. It's a great, I don't want to say placeholder in the track listing, but it's just sequencing wise, it's, it's perfect. Great little interlude, I guess. Okay. So my okay. my four B was Gravity, which we already talked about. So what's your five? Uh, Blue I think, by I think, you. I, I was just gonna say like we should maybe do five or six Bs and then just kind of wrap it up. Yeah. What do you think? We gotta talk about Blue by You. This 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 is this is my five B as well. This is their most controversial song they've ever done. <laughs> this is what separates the purists from the haters, from the boys the, from the men, pretty much. I I don't want to say boys from the men because. Because I feel I I feel like we're more in the men category, but but we still kind of hate like the boy shit, right? Like this song is not okay. like their best song, but it's not the worst song. Um, but like on this album, if you look on Spotify, this they're most listened to on this album by 
by leaps and bounds, by millions Which is of annoying. listens. Which is very, very annoying because it's not the fucking best song. It's the fifth best song. That's, that's a fucking <laughs> fact. We've just decided that it's fact. Like that's but all, I think that's it's fact or fiction. That's fact. It's only it's only as high in, in on our banger list because it, where where it sits within the album because you needed you needed this kind of like break from the hardcore the craziness of the record and you needed this pop rock song so that's why it, that's why it sits so, so well. But if you were to take this out of the context of the record, this is not a great song vocally. It's not that great. None, they're not that's very the worst great part of the singers. song is the vocals. Yeah, dude. the vocals are the Everything worst part. Else is so goddamn good. But like, the, just the guitars. Like the song itself is very, very basic, very elementary. Nothing is. It's just basic. It's a basic song, but it's necessary within the within the context of the record, and that's what I love about it. But it's just stupid that people. It's why so many people, why so many people stream it on on Spotify. I don't get. But this is this is the song that uh, I heard that dude. Wolf. This, this is this is the song that so many like like hardcore purists and metal purists. This is the song that that they shit on the most. And I, I mean, I read some really fucked up shit, dude. And it was just it was gatekeepy to the max. And 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 yeah, uh, this bet. one. This one fucking website I, I I I was on. I God, I wish I would have wrote it down. But imagine like lambofgod.com or some shit. Cuz I think it had something to do with lamb. And and they were like, "Yeah, fucking Turnstile's first album gets a 4 out of 5, but Cannibal Corpse's 17th album oh gets God. a 3 out of 6." I was like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" Like, are you fucking kidding me? And that shit. Wait, did you say three on. out of six? Yeah, I just say three out of six. It made no <laughs> sense whatsoever. Nobody <laughs> would ever. Nobody would ever fucking say three out of a six. I did say that. <laughs> you went from four out of five to three out of three out of because six. Because I was trying to be more <laughs> egregious. I was going to say three out of ten, but that was too crazy. Because they're not three out of Even ten. Even then, it wouldn't make any sense. It makes no sense with the way <laughs> you. <the point laughs> Anyway, you are out of control tonight. Anyway, Holy I'm just shit. so fucking mad, dude. I'm just so upset that like a band that is like truly like like progressing the genre in a direction that has never for never never for never before never been for? seen. Never before been seen. Never that sounds fucking weird. Never, never seen before. before. Never seen never before. Never seen before. Yeah, the that, genre has never right. seen this kind of band. Never before, uh, uh, never before the genre, seen this never kind of before band. Seen. It still sounds weird, dude. English is hard. It's every episode, I feel like we have one thing that we just can't fucking get around. Like <laughs> 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 like like Blue Bayou yeah, is the song. Blue Bayou is the song that everybody quotes. Everybody everybody references. I should say references. You're out of your mind today. Everybody references Blue Bayou saying like, this is fucking pop bullshit. This is a poser band. They're fucking gay. Fuck this oh, band. Man. All this other stuff. And it's just like, dude, come on, man. This band is, do- is doing yeah. more for the, for your metal genre. For This band is doing more for Lamb of God than like any other band is doing. Like this band no, is bringing I, I people it. together. This band is bringing outsiders into it. And again, like I, I say it, but like, holy fuck, dude, how many of those like hardcore shows, punk shows have we been to in our early days where there was not one fucking female in that crowd? You're right. You're totally right. But now we see like a lot of them. We see more than one, at least. This in this I, band, I, is, this band is fucking doing it. Yeah, I, I do love how welcoming this band is. Not only the band, but the fans as well. Like you just, it's a, it's a great mix of of everybody, not just like not just gender wise, but just 
when when you look at the people in the, in the live videos, it's just like people of every kind of I don't not lifestyle, but like 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 like, but every uh, Dude, race, like ethnicity, from, from, gender, like from the punks, yeah, the punks, here. the the punks, the normal average Joes, the just everybody, everybody you can kind of think of. I I see in these crowds at these turnstile shows, and 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 it's crazy. And then touching more upon the live their live shows, they're some of the craziest shows I've seen since going to hardcore shows back in the early two thousands, like back in the days of Showcase and early Chain Reaction. Um, early glass house like i haven't seen crowds act like this since then like literally 20 years i mean i know turnstile's been doing this for over 10 years but i mean honestly even watching videos from last year from 2022 they they played uh fuck i don't remember what show it was somewhere here in the u.s but dude they they have no they have no barricade ever all the fans are up against the stage constantly people are just running on and off the stage just jumping in to the crowd it's just i haven't seen that kind of crowd surfing since i was a teenager seriously there has been no barricades since we were teenagers that's true i mean yeah i know now they're playing bigger shows like they played brazil uh i believe it was brazil late last year and you know it's a huge festival right now they're playing with blink they're opening up for blink so there's a big barricade there and, and the dividers but you know when you watch them play their own headlining shows they don't have that kind of stuff and the fans are meant to just kind of go off but it but you never hear about instances where people are hurting each other it's all very you know of the scene back in the day you know it's like you protect each other that's how it should be yeah there's going to be accidents obviously obviously people are going some people are going to get hurt but it's never intentional there's no you know there's no there's no hostility and that's what I love about this band, the crowd, and what I see in these live shows on from the videos I've seen. That's how yeah. it is, and I fucking love it. It's, it throws me back to that, and it it makes it literally. I literally have this giant grin on my face every time I watch a live video of them and watching the crowd crowd go crazy. It's on their it's just, fucking don't cover album, anymore, right? Man. Of time and space, dude. Like the bass player's like diving into the crowd, like somersaulting yeah. into the crowd. It's so fucking. It's so sick. This it's this, it's amazing. It it truly is. It it really is. And I, and I think like like music wise, it's great. But I think like people that don't that don't really get into music this way don't understand like how you can hate somebody in a pit, and then also love that same person like five seconds later and become their best friend after it's over and like all animosity is completely squashed afterwards yeah. because people just say hey dude i'm sorry that's fucked up I, I apologize for what i did and then it's gone it's done like what happens in the pit in these pits in these hardcore pits in these punk pits in these <laughs> in these rock pits is 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 unreal it's, yeah. it's nothing like anywhere else like you will see in any other walk of life on earth yeah you're right i mean of course there's always the asshole and all that but you know overall when, when you with. get into when you get into these kind of crowds yeah it's just it's mostly just everybody's there to have a good time. Everybody's there to watch out for each other and it's incredible. And that's what I see in these turnstile shows, which it's unbelievable. Unbelievable. We still have never seen this band and I kind of regret not seeing them years ago when this album first came out nonstop feeling because they were still playing, playing fairly small shows. That was, that was when we were greedy though. We we were greedy back then. We were a little, we were were still a little greedy now, to be honest. We also didn't think that they would blow up to the, where they are now. 
Dude, Blink we never thought out to Turnstile to open up for them. I know. That's pretty crazy, That's, right? Th- what? Like, Blink's coming back, right, for their big fucking reunion. Like, arguably the biggest band of the decade. And they they reach out to Turnstile. Like, who the fuck is Turnstile? Nobody. Mm-hmm. Good lord. I love lord. it, too. Good fucking lord. I also love that they reached out to Turnstile, a band who is so different from Blink. But they still see the potential in the band. They still see that, yeah, it may not be the same kind of genre of music, but we understand that our fans are probably going to really connect to this band. I love that. I love how they can just cross this, this, um, this genre. You know, it's 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 so cool, man. It's so goddamn cool. But back to the album. Do we have anything else on this, or should we wrap it up? No, let's. uh, Blue by You was the last one, so we are. I don't know. We are good. I mean, there, there's some good like hardcore punk songs. Like "Drop" is like a straight up hardcore punk song. Yeah. Uh, "Addicted" "Addicted" is another one. It has a lot of thrashy elements to it, which I really like. I mean, really, those are the only songs we haven't talked about. But uh, also stress, but whatever. Um, so, good. what's your? Um, let's wrap it up. Give our final thoughts. Rate the record based off of our world famous uh, three point rating system, where three is a perfect album. Two is a good album you're going to continue to listen to. One is a bad album, give it a shot. And zero is the worst thing you've ever heard. So what do you got, Jeff? Go. I know it's easy to sit back and say, like, music sucks now. Like, it's fucking, it was better in my day. We're not that old. We're mid-30s. It's not that old. But we're old yeah. enough now to to be around for at least a couple of decades, going to shows, seeing bands progress, seeing new bands come up and fail. Like we've seen more bands that we have never heard of again than we've seen bands like multiple times. Yeah. Like that's no, just right. how many shows we've been to. That's how many bands we've seen. I've like we've seen bands that we can't even like remember their names because they've never been a band again. True. Like, like Demone. We've seen that band fucking a couple I times. I forgot about that band. Yeah. Demone, dude. Because <laughs> they used to open up for for bullets. For bullets yeah. and octane. And that's, yeah. that's dude, dude, I forgot about that band. We've seen so many fucking bands just come and go. And it, it's so it's so rare that we've we've never even seen Turnstile, but it's so rare that we've I don't know we haven't been around since the beginning, but we've been around pretty damn close since like the beginning of Turnstile, and, and yeah. this is not like a gatekeepy thing. This is this is like a educational thing where we have seen this band grow. We have seen this band go from hardcore punk to kind of like Grammy nominations, and that's that's something. That's something to be proud of. And who cares if the Grammy doesn't mean anything to Beyonce, but to a bunch of guys from Baltimore that kind of grew up with like nothing and created a punk band based on their idols. That means a mm. lot. That means a fucking lot. That means something to them. And in there and that, like that means something to us. That's cool. I dig that. I love it. I think this is what this is what music needs. There's a lot of really, really shit music out there. There's a lot of easy paychecks to be made out there. There's a lot of, of bands. There's a lot of artists, especially in hip-hop. There's a lot of people out there that can just do something overnight, put basic beats, and then release something. Hopefully it goes viral. Hopefully it make a decent paycheck, and I never hear from you again. Mm-hmm. But Turnstile's going through it, man. They've been, they've been like trudging through the shit since 2015. Well, even before yeah. that, right? 2011, 2010, 2011. No. 10. No, no, no. 2010. Let's no, say 2010. The, 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 ba- the band started no, no, no. in 10. Round it yeah. up. 
2000. They've been trudging through this shit since 2012. In 2022, they get a Grammy nod, right? Yeah. That's 12 years. That's that's a lot. That's touring. That's that's boots to the ground. That is what music is about. And it sucks that we are in a generation. We talked about it kind of off, off mic. We talked about it as as Taylor Swift fans have no fucking problem spending thousands, hundreds of dollars going to see Taylor Swift, but won't go to a free comedy show across the street from their house. And that is yeah. sad. That is just they sad. Won't, they, they essentially won't support local artists, but they'll spend a thousand dollars to go see Taylor Swift. And that is a, that's, that's really that's the a, point. That's a sad state of affairs when somebody cares more about somebody who maybe not, maybe doesn't need the paycheck as much, but they won't support like an independent artist who kind of does need the paycheck and yeah. uh, could be the next Taylor Swift. I don't know. Could be the next something. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I don't And then know. you can I, brag about it 10 years later and say, you know, I saw them when they were only playing at this comedy club or they were playing at fucking Chain Reaction or yeah. some shit like that. And I'm not, I'm not like one to like really talk because I don't go to art shows. I don't know dick about art. Music is really my, my, the extent of things. Yeah. And I don't go to a lot of like underground shows and things like that. But um, I don't know. We, we've gone to so many in our fucking life. Like we don't, I feel we're already a step ahead, right? Like we've got a, we've, a little we, bit. We paid so much fucking money to go to these bands that we've never heard of again. But just like, hey, fuck it. Let's go see. Or paid so little money, I should I say. The butt wipes. Paid so little money yeah. to see bands that we love too. So maybe, maybe it is kind of gatekeepy, I guess. Maybe, yeah, maybe we a should little do bit, more. A little bit. Because little now, bit. now I'm kind of feeling like Fat Mike, right? Like Fat Mike like tries so hard to pretend like he's a, he's, he's a, he's a man of the people and, and wants all these, <laughs> these bands to succeed, but doesn't really do anything aside from yeah. signing bands that he knows will succeed, signing bands that, that, are, that are not like generic, but damn close to generic that will sell records to make fat records succeed. I don't know. That's what you got to do. Why, why take the chance? I, I get it. I might take it's the bu- chance. It's a business. It is a business. I get it. Damn, man, I feel bad. But I don't give a fuck. It turns out, turns out something different. They're great. They are. They're they're fucking perfect, dude. This album, this album, this album is so perfect. This album is more perfect than they even fucking know. This album is doing more for for hardcore punk music than anybody has done since since Ian McKay, since Black Flag, more since than anybody in the seventies. That silly boy talk. This album is doing more for hardcore punk music than anything from probably until like I don't know the nineties. I would album, I would not disagree with you on that. This album is so perfect. It has no it doesn't have, has no I fucking idea how perfect it is. Yeah, no, you're I I think you're totally right. There was a definitely a lull in hard hardcore music, hardcore punk music throughout the late 90s up until really Turnstile until the mid 2010s. So I I totally agree with you on that. So what would you what would you rate this record? I it's perfect. This is perfect. Perfect three out of three. This is like Damn this is like Vince Vaughn and Swingers. The, the, you're so money you don't even know it. You don't even know it. You're so perfect you don't even fucking know it. <laughs> That's Turnstile. I, I I think Turnstile has no fucking idea like the impact they have on 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 the scene. My kind of wrap up here. So we didn't talk about Brian McTurnan who produced the record. He's produced a lot of fucking hardcore records over the years. He did. He did a Thrice record. He's done Quicksand. He's done uh, Title Fight. He's done a lot of a lot of stuff in this realm. He deserves more credit within the scene than he's actually given. Um, he's not really a, a household name by any means, but he's done. He's worked on a lot of cool hardcore records. Even if you don't really like the genre, 
he's he's worked with a lot of uh, influential bands of the scene, which well, is they've super they've, rad. They've always worked with big name producers, even like Will Yip, right? The other well, guy. but that that was that was for what was that that, that time, was Time and time space. space. That was Move yeah. Through Me. That that was the, uh, yeah. the EPs. But, but they've they've always been with like bigger producers. Yes, after Nonstop Feeling. Yes, Nonstop Feeling was the last of like the indie stuff. Working with the indie producer, it's like yeah. I would equate it to. You know, um, Blink working with uh, with Trombino on Dude Ranch. Yeah. Um, that's what I would equate it to. And then moving on to like a bigger guy. Well, I mean, Jerry Finn wasn't big at the time, but, you know, he became very big over the years. So I, I guess that's what I would kind of compare it to. But anyway, yeah. Shout out to Brian McTernan, um, the person who, who made the artwork for this album, Nonstop Feeling. I love the artwork. Dude, the cover all their art. artwork is shit. I fucking hate I love all it. of their artwork. I love it. I garbage. love it. This, <laughs> so dude, garbage. For, for nonstop feeling, it's just this basic photo of Brandon singing or screaming. There's a guy's foot in the air, somebody who clearly just jumped over him. Um, I love that. I love the 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 kind of 80s color scheme, kind of um, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air font, colors, like designs and everything. It's very, very late 80s, early 90s. I love it. It's over the top. It kind of it kind of sets this kind of um, feel for the record that you're gonna get because, like we talked about, we talked about the Chili Peppers, Faith No More, you know, the early '90s kind of stuff, late '80s, early '90s stuff, Rage. So you kind of just based off of the artwork, you kind of already get the feel of what it's kind of gonna sound like. And when you hear it, wow! I've never heard something like Turnstile. It's so unique. The vocals, the guitars even though you hear the clear inspiration from older bands, they put a fresh new taste, fresh new taste into it or take on it. I should say, um, just turnstile is something is a band that nobody else sounds like. I feel like bands will try to replicate them in like five years, you know, kids who are like 12 years old now discovering turnstile when they're like 18, 19 years old, they're going to say, Oh, I love nonstop feeling. I love glow on. And then they'll try to recreate that sound, but it'll never re, it'll never be the same. It's like corn. It's like you know all the the big heavy hitters of all the genres. There's always the people that try to sound like that big band, and Turnstile is going to be one of those bands, especially within the hardcore scene. But they're nobody's ever going to sound like Turnstile. They're unique. They're very very unique within the genre, and I fucking love it. I love this band, love this record, every record they put out, EPs and all. So with that, I'm going to have to give this a perfect three out of three without of a doubt. Artwork, lyrically, not so much, but artwork, musically, song songwriting, perfect three out of three. I love it. Absolutely love it. So that's what, that, that's what I got on this one. Okay. It's perfect. It's perfect, dude. I, I agree. I think all of the records are perfect. <laughs> I think they do no wrong. They've done no wrong. Never 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 ever i'm fucking excited for the next record me too it's gotta it's gotta come out within the next year it's gotta it's gotta they're not big enough they're not big enough to do some big you know year-long recording or anything like that especially in this day and age it's just not gonna happen It's, it's not the band it's not the genre no not at all not at all all right we have anything else that's it that's all all right well thank you all for listening you know what to do. Give us five stars on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Thank you for listening. And uh, that's it. That's all.
It's just oh um, yeah the the I don't even know what he said. This feeling is what you want. Oh yeah, this feeling is what you get. I don't know who Got says it. I don't boom, know what it's from. Boom. Can't deny it. Whoa. <laughs> Love That's that song. Good. Huh? That was good. <laughs> but it's the can't deny it. Whoa. I'm a great singer, love, obviously. You love that fucking part. I fucking dude. love it, dude. It's so... How can you not sing it? I, I hate singing because I'm, I'm such a horrible singer. I know, but, but you only sing if you fucking dude, I love it. love it. That's I, good. I, like, like Blue by You yeah, is the song. Blue by You is the song that everybody quotes. Everybody, everybody references, I should say, references. You're out of your mind today. 